Hubhopper Originals. Today on Executive Mom Stories. A lot of working women and friends ask me, "Where did you have to have a second child?" Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't one enough. I said I wanted the second child for the first one. So that they have company of each other and it has worked well. And I think all working women should have two children. You know because we are so involved in our work. And uh as you grow in the organization your responsibilities become multifold you also lose connect of what is going on in the world of these children but having an elder child and a younger child they st- they stay connected today we have anubha agrawal with us anubha is an hr professional working with engineers in delhi limited as deputy general manager she has more than 20 years of professional experience She has certification in competency mapping, 16 PF, human capital analytics, competency based interviewing and selection. Her husband is also working professional and they have two daughters. Let's listen to Anubha's experiences. Today this uh, Sunday evening we are with Anubha Agarwal at her house to listen her story. It's great to see you Anubha and we are thankful you could give us time from your Sunday which every working person craves for. So how it's going? It's great and it's actually a pleasure to be able to speak to you. And yes, Sundays are definitely looked forward to, but to put them to constructive use, I don't mind giving <laughs> a Sunday out. Sure. Uh can you talk about your parenthood challenges as your husband is also working? being a parent is a huge responsibility and you only come to know that once you actually become a parent so when we were young we had heard ki paida karne wale se palne wali badi hoti hai yeah and it is actually true in letter and spirit once you become a parent giving birth is a one time activity done with and over but once you are a parent you're always a parent i thought when my children were young this is the most difficult stage so when i was on maternity leave i thought this is the most challenging phase a mother can face but then when they started going to school they grew up teenage has its own issues i think it's a never ending process uh it had been challenging in terms that both of us were working and we were in a nuclear family but i built in certain support systems so that the career as well as the home were balanced okay uh i feel that there is something in your life that should be centered mm-hmm. and what was centered in my life was the career okay career has to be there and you have to work around it for other things to fall in place mm-hmm. it's not that the family was not important okay. the family is important but the career is also important and what i have learned is it's never a zero sum game It's not that you gi- you giving hundred percent to the work and you're not you're giving zero percent to the family. It doesn't work like that, and it doesn't work that you give fifty percent home and fifty percent to the work. So it's the percentage that keeps varying, you know. Absolutely, and it cannot be summed up or divided or or subtracted from anything. It's a whole sum responsibility uh, that is difficult for men also to understand because they are wired differently. Mm-hmm. uh initially there were struggles on that front also ki how is it that you are not bothered the way i am mm-hmm. but then you you grow with the children and you understand that men and women are different and the way they look at responsibilities of parenthood is also different so was there a time when you actually thought of you know coming out of this professional career 
quitting? Yes. Many times. Okay. Many times. And how did you make it back to the game then? Initially when the children are young and you leave a chi- crying child home to run out of the house to catch your bus or to leave for work, it's like tearing you apart. But then, at that time, what I would think about is, there's a lot that I've already given up to be where I am. Mm-hmm. In terms of the studies that I have done, the kind of commitment my parents had invested into my bringing me up, the kind of sacrifices they have made, the kind of sacrifices I have made. And there was a support system in office too. There were women who were working in office too and who would you know, boost me up, motivate me, saying that everybody has gone through this phase it's a it's a phase that will pass you do feel guilty sometimes uh, but then somewhere you have to rise up to that guilt you know trample upon it and rise higher that this is no guilt this is the way i bring up my children i've seen a lot of housewives too who stay at home but what is the kind of time they are giving to their children mm-hmm. i do not believe in quality time there is nothing like quality time there is a quantity time there is a quality time also the essence is in being connected right you have to be connected and you have to tell your children that your mother is going out to earn a living to give you a better future right. and you have to be independent to be able to handle it so there were a lot of time when i thought chhod dete hain it's not working but uh, every time it was them who who actually motivated me to wake up the next morning and go to work and they said no we are fine we are fine we are doing fine there are no issues i am happy with the daycare maybe this is said it only for me but they said it and today if you ask them that i want to quit and stay home please please go go to work <laughs> you'll drive us crazy <laughs> so uh, after seeing so many different phases of life you know having two decades of professional experience now when you take a step back and visualize this entire journey so how do you feel was it worth struggling so much yes definitely during those 20 years that i've put in this organization i feel my organization engineers india limited is a place which doesn't put breaks on your career mm mm-hmm. it will not impose those breaks you will self impose them okay i'm not saying so because uh, i have my career has progressed well i'm saying so because it gives you the freedom to experiment it gives you the freedom to learn it also gives you the freedom to approach your seniors and say that this is not what i'm comfortable with i need more work i'm talk and this i'm talking from something that i've always done So I was at a crossroads only 2 years after marriage when uh, this opportunity came that I had to shift to Angul which was a township uh, which was a plant of Nalco okay why this came as an option was because my husband changed his job and he got a posting in Bhuvaneshwar mm-hmm. so there were now two options available to me either I quit my job and move with him okay or I look for an alternative so I thought let me look at an alternative and seek a posting at angul staying there by myself was not easy this was also the phase when i had lost my father mm-hmm. and i was expecting my uh, elder daughter but the kind of life skills i learned there the kind of people that were there and who supported me and the self reliance and the resilience that i learned while staying all by myself mm-hmm. I think it's it's an experience that 
has taught me immensely so what kind of life skills those were uh, having a solution oriented approach okay don't look at it anything as a problem mm-hmm. i always believe if somebody is given you a problem there has to be a solution for it mm-hmm. and it's it sounds cliched but uh, this is the truth so just in that case i mean i could have stayed back i could have taken two years of study leave three years of study leave or something like that but did that option did not seem very attractive to me of taking a study leave because i would have lost out on my seniority i would have lost off out on promotions that early in a career if you are you know set back by 3 years it's going to impact your entire career and as i told you earlier that career was always there was there at the core and you have to work it work around it so that helped it also helped that people are extremely important in your life mm-hmm. so you need to network with people you cannot be bowed down by your circumstances and if you want to do something you find little opportunities little windows to do it so if a site working a, a person working at a construction site and a yeah. person working in a at a corporate the working is extremely different so i had drawn from a corporate setup to a construction site mm-hmm. where i didn't know what much to do so the rcm the res- resident construction manager who is the boss of that site uh i took him on board and i said let me do some competitions for the employees so i did competitions i would do some quizzes on a weekly basis just to keep them involved keep them engaged and i took out a newsletter from there mm-hmm. so uh you have to keep your visibility also in mind because out of sight out of mind yeah. and i wanted to come back to the mainstream i didn't want to be sidetracked so this is something i learned there that mm-hmm. you have to uh, be relevant to the organization also uh team working communication and being assertive i was the only woman there amongst 40 men mm-hmm. who were stationed there okay and the challenge biggest challenge was that they did not have a female toilet oh okay. so the rcm before i was moving called up and said how can i accommodate her here there is no toilet for a woman here so senior people here said she's coming there she'll get one made for herself so i went there and things worked okay things worked so uh, amidst the perceptions people have that women are less professional mm-hmm. and are usually more inclined towards home mm-hmm. so how do you maintain your professionalism and and how other working moms can do it i never play the female card okay. i never so what ever, do you mean by female card i never give the come up with a sob story that i am a woman and therefore i have to leave at 5 o'clock I never say that I am a woman and therefore I am the only one who has to take care of my children. Mhm. I am a woman therefore I am more prone to falling ill and having headaches. I am a woman therefore I should not be given so much of hard work or so much to be put in under so much of pressure. I never do that. Uh and the perception of women the way it is sometimes as being unprofessional I would say it is largely to be blamed on women. Yeah. See what I'm not saying that we don't need that differentiation we do because our responsibilities are different I am no way saying that I am a feminist to the extent that I am crusading there are differences and we have to accept and respect those differences but to encash those differences is not not something that any employer would look at so we are also employers we employ our mates 
Right. Would we do, uh, I mean, dole out differently to them and to maybe a watchman or a mali or a car cleaner just because she's a lady? She's entitled to certain benefits and she's also expected to perform certain responsibilities. I have been able to maintain it only because when it came to staying late, working under pressure, meeting deadlines, I have never given excuses. Okay. I may have asked for extensions that I am not able to meet this deadline, give me another date, but I have never given excuses. So how do you draw lines between work and home? There are no lines that can be drawn. Mm -hmm. I don't think there should be any line drawn between work and home because both of these things overspill. You bring work home, you take home to work. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a misnomer that when you are at work, you don't think about home. Is it possible? You are one human being and the whole stress of drawing that line is actually creating so much stress on you is not making you perform at work. Yeah. So if it's something that is bothering you at work, I would say be open about it. Tell your reporting officer about it. That see my child is sick. I have left the child in the care of somebody else. I would need a time off. Give me two hours to complete this work and then let me go. I think that's a better approach, being open about what you are going through, keeping people involved will help you combat these kind of ups and downs. They will come everywhere. You are stressed at work when you enter home. At least my daughters are able to gauge that something is wrong. And they would ask me, kya hua hai aaj? And, I, and once you share that this is how it has happened, and thankfully they are now grown up enough to understand, they would say, koi baat nahi. This is what happens. Kal ho jayega. And you have a sounding ear. So I have not been able to draw those lines and I don't think one should also. So as an HR professional, uh, what factors do you find more relevant to working moms and, and how the employers can incorporate in the overall scheme of things? I feel mentoring women is extremely important. And mentoring new mothers is more important than anything else. Now looking at the workforce that is there, in Engineers India, we are thankfully higher than anybody in the uh, oil and gas sector. So we are about 12.5% of women employees in the uh, workforce. Uh, largely, the work in Engineers India is also corporate based, one location, not too many transfers, not too much of traveling. It suits women. But I think they need to be mentored. They are very, very raw. So they need to be told what is professionalism, what is not. Uh, there have to be certain policies. A lot of corporates have adopted a childcare leave policy, uh, the crutches for policy. And these are nothing but bringing back women after birth of a child to the mainstream and giving them opportunities to continue with their career. I would not very uh, vocally support the reservation or quota system when it comes but you know a lot of women are saying that at leadership positions there should be reservation. Why? Because today there are not enough women. To seed women there at leadership positions maybe initially you would need that kind of reservation or a representation mandatory. Mm -hmm. uh, and now having made presentations in boards and all I find that having women on board makes a huge difference. 
huge difference in the way people think in the way people decide because women have the ability to think creatively to look at things holistically not be bogged down by data alone and uh, when there is a chartered accountant sitting there on the board mm-hmm. and there is a secretary who is a woman sitting there on the board the kind of uh, experience and enrichment that they bring to the decision making process uh, actually it's, it's not just numbers it's just not just numbers yeah so you talked about the importance of having uh, a mentoring program yeah. so can you uh, talk about uh, the experience of having a mentor yourself yes uh, in fact i've had various mentors at various points of time uh, it's extremely important to have somebody to look up to and to reach out to suppose you are looking at achievement as an affiliation motive or recognition as an affiliation motive you tend to uh, come together with those kind of people and identify them as your role models and then you reach out to them and you express what you are going through ideally they are seniors to you who achieved a lot mm-hmm. who are visible in the organization who are recognized in the organization and respected in the organization uh have a listening ear so rather than just downloading their expertise they are willing to listen to you and with with your uh, networking which i told you is extremely important yeah. you do come to identify such people in your organization and you after spending some time maybe a year or two or three years in the organization you tend to find those kind of people around and there is uh, i would say there's no harm in reaching out to them and telling them that i need you mm-hmm. uh and they do come up and support you talked about um, networking yeah. so how a working mom can do networking you know as as a personality you know women are uh, not not very vocal about connecting with someone and they feel you know what society will think about yes. it so how do they can go about uh, connecting with people so networking is not necessarily post work mm-hmm. not necessarily over a meal or a round of drinks mm-hmm. uh, networking can only can also be just walking out of your workstation going around taking a walk in the organization and i had the privilege of working in hr so i had that i could cut across boundaries and speak to people uh, having people in each uh, department or function to connect to and that connection need not go to a very deep level it could be a, a just a customary good morning or any issue that you would like to write an email on mm-hmm. go ahead and speak to that person so that you they can put the name to a face okay so you are just not a name on an email you are a person and they know you uh i would say in my case because i've been in nature there was a lot of all of people interaction already but uh, continue those interactions and, and how do we continue yeah you continue because you don't use relationships on a use and throw basis mm-hmm. you don't say ki aaj mera kaam hai so today i am there today i need you you need me and tomorrow okay you on your own i am on my own so you you bring up you connect those 
incidents when you connected for the first time if they reach out to you maybe after a year or so don't put it back to them that where were you for a year, for so long yeah. so it's always like that ki now you need me therefore you connected with me it's people are busy it's good to be remembered even after a year even if you can be of help to anybody and it's it's a mutual relationship it cannot be one sided so if you are expecting something for the from the other and that some something may not be tangible yeah. it may just be a listening ear it may be a person whom you can have a cup of tea with uh, just pick up your phone and say hello to i think those kind of small gestures maybe wishing them on a birthday mm-hmm. is good enough to have that connection so what are the hobbies you have developed so uh, i'm fond of painting okay and i'm fond the of singing that are yes hang mine yes wow <laughs> and i have revived my singing interest so recently so there okay. is a teacher who comes and teaches me and uh, i would love to write but i don't write so this is something that i wish i could do more <laughs> okay when do you find your me time and uh, what do you do during that your me during your me time i find it every day okay so when i get up in the morning uh, around 5:30 or so from 6 o'clock or so i go for a walk i do my yoga and then i am off to work uh during work it's the routine that goes even in the half an hour that we have we we are three of us who sit together and have lunch and very seldom we discuss work we discuss everything else that's also my me time mm-hmm. uh when i am coming home and it's a car pool so one day i'm not driving if i'm looking up stories on the facebook that's my me time okay and coming home coming speaking to my children going for a walk with my friend in the evening post dinner is my me time so i don't crave for me time i am able to carve it so is it that you get more me time when you reach you know the this age? no your your idea of me time expands yeah uh it becomes more inclusive mm-hmm. initially uh, me time maybe looked at maybe pampering myself nobody is disturbing me i am relaxing with a book but that's so difficult in the early years of parenthood right. it doesn't come and we are struggling to find it uh i think yes it comes with age uh, that's also a, a learning process one has to go through so that when you are here at 40 plus you understand that this is what is me time <laughs> <laughs> okay You said you get up at five thirty. Yeah. So I'm just curious to know when do you sleep? <laughs> What's your sleeping time? Not before eleven. I'm trying to improve that. Okay. Mostly after eleven. Okay. Uh, I have set my Fitbit to give me a uh, prompt at ten fifteen that I should go to bed at ten thirty, but it doesn't happen. How do you channelize um, your daughter's creativity? And uh, is there any specific interest that you know you have developed? for them you have identified or is it that you know they have uh, found it by themselves uh see as a parent i feel we have the responsibility to expose them to varied media mm-hmm. that's what we tried to do so when it came to swimming or learning tennis or going for singing classes or learning to play an instrument we exposed them to various activities right but uh, as would be with most children 
my elder daughter and my younger daughter are diametrically opposite they are very different from each other uh the elder one is timid keeps things to herself but extremely intelligent extremely sensitive but an introvert the younger one is extremely overt whatever comes to her mind is there so uh elder one adya she's fond of painting and uh, i have encouraged it but she why she became interested in painting only she knows because maybe yes. she had it <laughs> could be could be maybe she saw me painting at a very young age and then she mm-hmm. so she's fond of painting and uh, she's a good swimmer and uh, she wants to do her careers in career in something like fine arts the younger one is uh, very fond of oration oratory skills and all that and fond of english she's a sports sporty kind of a person she's on her athletics team in school goes for tennis and all so but she's she's doing multiple stuff she's dancing also i, I haven't pushed them really on to anything but i keep encouraging them mm-hmm. that there is something that you should learn so the elder one wanted to learn ukulele i said okay go ahead and learn it so uh, that's how they have managed themselves i would say I'm sure it must have been a roller coaster ride raising up two kids. So what kind of support system you had created? A lot of working women and friends ask me, "Where did you have to have a second child?" Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't one enough. I said I wanted the second child for the first one. So that they have company of each other. And it has worked well. And I think all working women should have two children. you know because we are so involved in our work and uh, as you grow in the organization your responsibilities become multifold you also lose connect of what is going on in the world of these children but having an elder child and a younger child they st- they stay connected so what is the ideal age gap then as per your experience is there uh, any no i it's it's up to the lady or the okay. the couple themselves Uh, support system initially i had some maids some helps some full time some part time uh, with their own set of tantrums but then i found that daycare is the best option a working woman can rely on and today when we were looking at crutches that are available for empanelment for our own organization i see the kind of facilities that they have generally people shy away from daycares ki they don't get the the environment of a home mm-hmm. but i would say it is always better to leave a child under the supervision of an educated woman than in an empty house with an uneducated maid who doesn't know what the, what to do with the child and what to teach him what to feed him mm-hmm. so every day when i would go and pick up my daughters from the daycare i would know whether they have eaten or not whether they have slept or not whether they have been cranky whether they've got hurt and there was no hiding away from any of those facts which a maid would generally do just to save her skin so your message for the working moms don't cut corners there is no substitute to hard work none i would say smart work is the biggest lie that anybody can live up to there is nothing like smart work uh there is only hard work and because you put in hard work you find a way to work smartly be professional by being professional i would say if you've committed something get it done
maybe if you can't do it find ways or people who would do it so get it done and as working women we need to simplify our life don't take don't chew or bite more than what you can chew so uh, a lot of people i would say who are so very energetic they would fill in their day in such a way it will be so power packed that they'll go for it for the gym in the morning they'll go for a swimming in the evening then they'll go they'll push their kids for tennis classes then they'll push them for some art classes now managing all these logistics and managing your work and managing your commute and the meals uh i think we are taking too much on our plate don't hesitate to ask for help so even if there are small errands like getting the clothes ironed and folding them get help get part time help to simplify your life and uh, i think thank you great. thank you so much for your time it was thank wonderful so interacting with thank you thank you thank you so ladies enjoy your professional journey and never settle with easier options have a wonderful time stay tuned to executive mom stories we would love to hear from you for any feedback or to be guest on our show you can reach us at examomstories@gmail.com or on our facebook page i hope you enjoyed this hub hopper original podcast if you want to get started with your own show please do get in touch we'd love to have you on board send an email to info@hubhopper.com that's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash we're looking forward to creating some great audio content together